is promote addressing lease events such as renewals and options early. And when I say early, I don't mean six months out, but at least 18 months out. So they could do the work to leverage the best possible outcomes. Hi, I'm Phil Chapman, Director and Founder of LeaseOne.com.au and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. With the events transpiring throughout 2020, community pharmacies have certainly had their focus squarely fixed on maintaining exceptional patient care and community support. In light of this, it can be easy to forget about some of the vital components that underpin an effective retail business. A strong lease agreement can have an enormous impact on your business performance, and it's vital that pharmacy owners understand how to negotiate on, manage, and build a healthy lease portfolio. Today, we're joined by Phil Chapman, a returning guest to the podcast and a retail leasing expert, to chat about the importance of your lease contract, how to negotiate a better agreement with your landlord, the impacts of the pandemic on the leasing market, and some of the trends community pharmacy needs to be aware of moving forward. Here's Phil. With 30 years dedicated to supporting the retail sector, Phil, I'm sure that you've seen it all when it comes to the highs and the lows and the challenges and then the opportunities that the industry has experienced. So with that being said, few could have predicted that 2020 would turn out the way it has for retail and what was in store for it. It has been impacted to almost every degree by the COVID-19 pandemic. What are your current thoughts on the market for retail leases post the pandemic? Well, Daniel, this period has tested all facets of business and the varying relationships, and particularly with landlords. Um, so much so that an industry and government committee was convened to introduce a national code of conduct for commercial leases, the COVID-19 period. Otherwise, the industry would have torn itself apart pretty quickly. And uh, just goes to show that the fabric of retail leasing and retail property is, is uh, so dramatically entwined into our uh, economy and our society. Um, what we are observing now in business is reviewing how uh, we use land and more so to the future, and this is particularly so for pharmacy, such areas as the number of consult rooms we might need in the future, distances between point of sale areas, how patients navigate and transact within the pharmacy, not to mention you know, the increase of online services such as eScript. And we've also got the, uh, the one that's come uh, to the fore during the pandemic is, is contactless delivery. Um, and that will require the sector to review and reassess the size of their front of shop yeah, into the future. We've been fortunate enough to have several guests on the show this year discussing the resilience and the innovation of community pharmacy during 2020. Pharmacists and pharmacy owners are clinical experts and their priority response to the pandemic is often the well-being and the treatment of their patients. But as businesses, community pharmacies, they also need to deal with the impacts of the retail environment. What have you observed with community pharmacy during the height of COVID-19? And what do you expect to see maybe in the coming months, noting that the pandemic's going to be an ongoing issue? There has been a lot already spoken about the resilience and the importance of community pharmacy as an essential service. 
except, of course, for those pharmacies who were adversely affected, uh, such as those located in CBDs, where a lot of office, uh, office people aren't returning, and obviously the high tourism areas, which are, which are going to have an ongoing tail on there. But pharmacy itself has confirmed it's, it's the highest and best use when it comes to the status as a lessee in the eyes of landlords. And the effects now has to be how to capitalise on this to reflect these higher values to landlords, which should be leveraged towards reducing rentals and even flattening rental growth in the short to medium term. And I probably need to break that down a bit. What I'm saying is the market will see pharmacy as a tenant that's highly, highly sought after. And if they're renewing their lease, then this should be reflected in the deal. And what I mean by that is that although the value is perceived higher by the landlord, it's really about at a lower rent. And furthermore, in the medium term, even if they're partway through a lease, then they should be seeking to flatline or, or try and reduce or waive their annual rent increases as it's coming through. So effectively, that resilience that they've shown as an essential service really needs to be reflected in the, the real estate transaction. And that's going to be difficult to, to, to get past because there's going to be a great push from the landlords to, uh, to try and recapture their value. It's clearly been a difficult year for community pharmacy, as it has been for so many others. We were speaking about that off air. And we've seen a lot of pharmacies start to reassess many of their operational procedures and business frameworks. You spoke before about the ongoing need for consult rooms and contactless deliveries, et cetera. So on that note, while they're looking at their business going forward, should business owners be viewing their leases a little bit differently to how they would in the past as they move now into the future? We always promote addressing lease events such as renewals and options early. And when I say early, I don't mean six months out, but at least 18 months out. So they could do the work to leverage the best possible outcomes. But also more so now than before, as landlords are now seeking to regain that lost asset value that's happened as a result of the COVID period. And they're seeking, we're seeing strategies already where they're trying to increase rents uh, with a good portion of their tenants that are under duress now which means that they're really going to lean on those that, are, that haven't been affected. And that means pharmacy uh, across the board. So we've got to be careful about how we look at the relationship with the landlord and how the landlord's going to be approaching them in the, in the near future, in the medium to short term. But if they're across their numbers and understand the opportunities to value add their current lease, then there are strategies that can benefit the pharmacist and the pharmacy as an asset. To give a quick example, a lease would say three to four years left. To extend the term now at the current rent, but with a rental abatement that can support, say, the landlord's current value, whilst at the same time providing more security for the pharmacist and also improving their bottom line through a reduced rent. Um, this is what's called face and effective rent, and I'm, that's a bit technical for today's podcast. But there are strategies out there that they should be looking at to try and value add the asset value of their pharmacy now. It's a great opportunity to do that. As retail businesses, the performance and the viability of community pharmacies can rest to a large extent on the effectiveness of their lease portfolios. So considering the sheer number of variables in managing a portfolio like that, I'm sure you'll agree that there's always room for improvement. That's the area that you operate in. For pharmacy owners looking at opportunities to develop this area of their business. Do you have maybe your best three to five tips on, on how they can get the most out of their lease? 
it's all about information, data, data, data. Uh, first of all, having readily accessible information on their lease and understand their retail, the real estate metrics. Know their occupancy costs and their industry benchmarks, how the land is performing for them. Understand the, the, the third one would be to understand the importance of the sales per square metre and the relationship it has on the size of their pharmacy. Knowing that even before the pandemic, most pharmacies are larger than they actually need. Um, the fourth one is obviously keep it closer on the critical path, always leveraging time. And the fifth one is in your business plan, which we should all have a business plan, regardless of what business we're in, also have a leasing plan that's embedded in that as well. So that would be my top five. Some great tips there and certainly a lot of opportunities there because some of those are fairly broad for business owners to consider and take advantage of. Now, it's no secret that community pharmacies can be some of the busiest retail environments. And this is obviously down to the fact that pharmacies, they're not only a business, but also a primary health destination for patient care and treatment, particularly in communities. With all of their clinical responsibilities, how can pharmacy owners keep on top of the areas that we've just discussed? And the hours they, they work uh, is incredible. Pressures on community pharmacy are huge, but with the PGA, we've developed enhanced support services for members and further invested in technology to make the task easier. Noting that retail leasing is wholly a specialised area and it's difficult for pharmacy owners and groups to keep in front of the curve. Uh, to that point, later this year, we've got uh, a new mobile app will be released to the market for owners and managers to have all their lease data, metrics and reporting in the palm of their hand, which is going to be an amazing tool and resource for, for any retailer, but particularly pharmacies with the pressures they have on time. And that'll be out about October this year. Also, we've gone a bit further. Over the last two years, I've uh, since uh, before, just before we did the last podcast, Daniel, I've been unpacking my 30 years of retail property leasing experience and developing a coaching uh, program to help simplify retail leases and provide the resources and tools to so that pharmacists and pharmacy owners and, and portfolio owners and managers can go out there and, and uh, teach themselves and, and have some support services to go and save tens of thousands of dollars themselves and leverage the outcomes they need to, uh, to, to maximise their business opportunities. You said before when you gave some of those tips earlier that your number one tip, it started with data and information. And you've mentioned a few key areas that pharmacy owners should start to look at with regard to their leasing structure. And some of these are benchmarks and performance. Where can owners go to access that type of data, that type of information? Well, the two key data sets for pharmacy owners is they need to understand their lease expiry profile and their occupancy cost benchmarks. And to make it easy, we have available lease simulator that you can simply enter in some basic information and generate a report with a dashboard that gives their lease profile expiry and also gives their occupancy cost benchmarks and also shares some other data in relation to sales and rent per square metre. This gives all members a starting point from where the PGA provides fantastic resources to further enhance their information such as the annual pharmacy rental report and the Guild Digest which are both available on the member's website. There's also some training videos and recorded webinars, et cetera, to further provide guidance and support addressing the issues around retail leases and the relationship they have with their landlords. I want to talk now about if a pharmacy owner realises that they're paying too much for their lease because we've spoken already about the importance of having a strong 
well-managed lease portfolio and the impact that it can have on business performance. But a lot of our listeners, they may not anticipate just how important this area is, or maybe they struggle to negotiate the absolute best lease agreement for their business. And to take a quote from your website, quote, retailers don't get what they deserve, they get what they negotiate, end quote. What can a pharmacy owner do when they realise or if they realise that they're paying too much for their lease? Great question and one I'm asked virtually every day. <laughs> uh, first of all, establish what rent they should be paying proportionate to their business volumes. And this will include assessing the size of the shop that they really need, not necessarily what they have right now. Most pharmacies, as I mentioned before, are too big and are hence by default paying too much rent just there. And then develop a leasing plan to achieve the outcomes that sets their lease on the right path to be an asset rather than, for a lot of them are right now, unfortunately, an anchor. Now, I know most listeners will ask how to develop a leasing plan, and that's where our support services for Guild members kicks in. We can provide a free review of their lease performance and provide some recommendations towards getting them started on the right path, along with some tips and, for want of a better word, tricks along the way. Getting there and negotiating a strong leasing arrangement, it's one thing, but managing the ongoing lease portfolio itself is no easy task. And there's quite a bit to consider for pharmacy owners. With all the other tasks and responsibilities that community pharmacies take on, the amount of information around retail leasing, it can start to become a bit overwhelming for owners. How can they start to approach this area? Can you maybe break down some basics to get them started and headed along on the right path? Absolutely. Look, first of all, there's, there's plenty of free stuff um, that's provided for members. First of all, there's our lease simulator, which we talked about earlier that they could plug into. That's a great starting platform. We've also got from a, a, a free ebook called Retail Lease Digest, and that's like a dictionary about retail property and retail leases and helps people understand how to read their lease and certainly uh, gives a lot of formulas and uh, about how retail property is transacted. There's also the Pharmacy Rental Report, which I mentioned before, and also the Guild Digest. Also, accessing the Pharmacy Guild and Lease One support services. We have a dedicated support day each week where members can dial in and have a session with myself. We have Lease One Live once a week where I come on live in a Facebook group and we can mix, have exchanges in there as, as, as members and guests. But also, too, we can talk about uh, particular issues and we have uh, email Q&A. So there's plenty of resource, free resources there. But coming soon, because um, that's not enough, it's such a sophisticated area. But coming soon, we've got the resources I mentioned earlier on a subscription basis, would be, which will be a leasing mobile app and the retail lease coaching programs. I love all those resources. So good, Phil. And you said it is a sophisticated area. But obviously, it's quite a dynamic area as well. And we've already seen this year that some events, like a worldwide pandemic emergency, can influence the legislative framework of retail leasing. In a broader sense, do you see any emerging or, or maybe influential trends that current or potential pharmacy owners should be mindful of when they're considering and talking about their lease? Uh, the crystal ball question. Look, post-pandemic recession economy. They're the types of words that are being bantied around now. That's going to be challenging to all businesses and personally for all Australians. So less is the importance of remaining informed, asking questions, and more so now than ever, being flexible to pivot business plans, including leasing plans. And my strong recommendation 
is now to set a clear 90-day action plans, measure them, review, reassess towards the pharmacy being in a proactive state or constant state of proactiveness rather than what we've done in the past is be reactionary. And this is going to be the mindset challenge for everybody is to say that we've got to be able to adapt and pivot, which many businesses have done readily throughout this uh, pandemic period. That's going to be the new norm for all types of business, but particularly pharmacy, where it's got such a layer cake of services and expectations from patients and the public. Phil, you've mentioned so many great and amazing resources so far for the listeners to access. There's a lot to unpack here, and I think it's safe to say that We've unloaded a fair amount of of information and advice for the listeners in this show for them to consider. To finish up, what's the best piece of advice you could give a pharmacy owner who is sitting there looking at their lease right now? Thanks, Daniel. You're right. There is way too much to cover in a podcast. But to answer your question, the most valuable and I've got to say the absolute number one tip is to go and pick up the lease and a large texter from the news agency next door and write on the back door of the office the lease expiry date less 18 months. This will become a constant reminder of when they need to take action to leverage a major leasing event such as a renewal or an option. And this may not just save them tens of thousands of dollars, but in fact their business. Because you've got to remember, you actually lease time, not land. Phil Chapman, retail leasing expert from Lease One. Thank you so much for coming on the show again and sharing your expertise on leasing, especially during the current difficult and uncertain times that face pharmacies. Daniel, thanks again. Always a pleasure to come on the uh, on the show, and uh, I look forward to future experiences together. But also, too, I look forward to reaching out to all the members and uh, and assisting them where we can. Thank you again. The Pharmacy Guild of Australia provides a number of resources available to member pharmacy owners to assist them in managing their lease arrangements. The Pharmacy Retail Report is a useful member tool and reference that supports pharmacy owners in their future rental negotiations. Visit guild.org.au and search Rental Report for more information. Keep on top of updates and information with the Workplace Relations blog available through the Workplace Relations member resources area. I've been your host, Daniel Loyston, and you've been listening to episode 52 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.